Welcome to the Crystal Sparks Podcast. We are so glad you are here. Our one goal of this podcast is to grow your faith and help equip you to accomplish your dreams and your goals. Now here is Crystal Sparks. Let's talk about prayer. You know, I think prayer is one of those things that it's funny because everybody wants answer to prayer, but nobody really wants to spend time praying. Um, everybody wants to see God do something big in their life, but if we'll just get honest, we really don't spend that much time in prayer. I love in the Bible, it talks about in 1 Thessalonians five seventeen. the Bible tells us that we should be praying without ceasing. And the truth is, most of us aren't doing that. In fact, I read a study recently that says that most pastors Pastors spend less than five minutes a day in prayer. Goodness. So if the leadership of the church isn't praying, then we've got a really big problem, right? Especially whenever the Bible tells us that we should be praying without ceasing. You know, I think what's interesting is the smallest ministry that any church has, or the smallest gathering, I should say, that any church has is a prayer gathering. If you want to see a huge church get real small, call a prayer meeting, right? And and what happens is just you can have a church of a thousand and just 40 people will show up or 20 people will show up. And so then what happens is most churches then develop a ministry for prayer and they have an intercession team or a prayer team and that team then prays, right? Their job is to pray. But Jesus has commanded all of us to pray. In fact, none of us are exempt from this thing of prayer. It's not a ministry in our church like a worship team. It's not something that we should just do when we call a prayer meeting. It's not a time of prayer and fasting. In fact, the Bible says that we should be praying without ceasing. And so I'm going to talk to you about some really practical things because I believe as Christians, what makes us different in prayer than Buddhism and whether than Muslims or whether than any other religion is that we have a God who's alive. And because our God is alive, that means that we are promised answered prayers. And the truth is most Christians don't want to pray because they really don't believe that God will answer their prayers. And I think if we can just learn how to pray, then all of a sudden we'll begin to see results in our life. Today we're going to be in Matthew chapter 7 verses 7 and 8. I think you're going to get something good out of this. And it says, keep on asking and it will be given to you. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who keeps on asking receives and he who keeps on seeking finds and to him who keeps on knocking the door will be open. See, I want to tell you that there's a sequential order there. The first thing is that Jesus is letting us know that we should be asking. God is honored by our ask. In fact, right now I'm doing a study with a group of people um, preparing some content on the book of Exodus. And I think it's so interesting that God told them, I'm going to send you out of Egypt with all the wealth of Egypt, all their goods, all their gold. I'm going to send you out with it. But what's interesting is the people didn't just freely give it. It tells us in the Bible that God told them to go household to household and ask for them to give them their possessions. And you know what happened is they did it. As they began to ask, they got everything that God promised. I think a lot of times what keeps us from getting everything that God wants is we just don't ask, right? We're not spending time in prayer. We're not telling God what it is that's on our heart. In fact, even as children, the one thing that we're taught is don't ask. Do you remember as a child, you would go over to um, maybe a neighbor's 
house or a family member's house and you would ask for something, you would say, oh, can I have that? Can I have that cookie? Can I have a piece of cake? And you remember what your mom would say? Don't ask that. Wait until they offer. And I think this is what we do with God. We're waiting for him to offer us something instead of just diligently asking what it is that we want. And John 14, Jesus said, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Well, that word ask in the original translation, it can be said as this. That word is demand. So Jesus said, if you demand anything in my name, I will do it for you. So I want to tell you that when we ask, we don't ask as a victim. We don't ask as this please little beggar, right? We demand. Why? Because we know that Jesus has given us all authority. In fact, I love this so much. In Acts 3, 6, um, the disciples are going into the gate called Beautiful and they didn't ask for the man to be healed. They demanded for the man to be healed. And see, you're not demanding from God. You're demanding your rights to the enemy. You're letting the enemy know that he's not going to take anything that's yours. Just as the Israelites went household to household to the Egyptians and they got everything that belonged to them. Why did it belong to them? Because God told them it did. And so they went boldly knowing that it was theirs. See, I found the most effective way to pray is to begin to demand our rights. It's to begin to say, Jesus, I thank you that you died for me to have this. So I'm not going to allow the enemy to take anything from me, but instead I'm going to demand that he surrender what is mine. And that might for some people that I know that some people think it sounds bossy, but I think God is honored when we begin to take a stance. You think Jesus never ever prayed by going, please, please, please God, if you could just this one time, I promise you, I'll I'll obey all that you tell me to do. I'll do whatever you tell me to do. I'll go wherever you tell me to go. No, Jesus just simply said it and it was done. And the Bible says in Genesis chapter two, that we were made in the image and likeness of God. And the Bible says that Jesus is the exact representation of God here on the earth. So that means if that's the way that Jesus asked for things to happen, he demanded it to be done, then that's the same way we should do. So what would begin to happen if you began to demand God's rights over your right, right? Over your finances. You begin to demand the devil to get his hands off of it. What would happen if you began to demand the enemy to surrender your health back to you? What if you began to demand that God begin to release you from that addiction? I think things would begin to change. So the first thing is ask, right? Jesus said, ask anything in his name. The second thing is seek. So I want you to think about this, is that when you're seeking for something, it's an active thing, right? You're looking, you're filled with anticipation. I love um, whenever you hear the story of the prodigal son, Jesus says that the father saw the son while he was coming still a long way off. Why did he see? Why did the father see the son coming a long way off? Because he knew he had already asked. He already demanded that the enemy surrender back his son. And because of that, he was seeking. His eyes were looking for the answer to prayer. See, I think so oftentimes we don't spend time looking. We're really good sometimes at asking and we ask those things from God, but then a little bit of time goes on and we stop seeking. What if you woke up every day with an excited anticipation that something good is going to happen? In fact, the Bible talks about hope. That word hope, it means an excited anticipation that something good's going to happen. What if you decided today could be the day that you get your breakthrough and all of a sudden now you go to work with a renewed sense of expectation 
You go through your day believing that something good was going to happen instead of when you see the phones ringing and it's some weird number that you don't know. Instead of thinking about all the negative that it could be, what if you begin to let your mind seek the answer to your prayer? See, I love in John 16, 34, he's talking about prayer and he said, in that day, you should ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you ask in my name, God will give it to you. Up until this point, you've asked nothing in my name, but now ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. See, I love that so much because Jesus is letting us know that that word ask again means demand. And he's saying that whatever you demand, you will receive. So if I know that I'm going to get something, what am I going to do? I'm going to be waiting every day with anticipation that's going to happen. Just like when you order something on Amazon, you begin to look at the doorstep. You begin to check the shipping progress, right? I want you to begin to believe like that. I want you to believe more in God than you do in Amazon. I want you to believe more in what God's word has promised you than the things that you see here in the natural. Because here's the thing is that Jesus told us to seek it. And I think sometimes we have to seek for it because if we'll be honest, sometimes it shows up in ways that we didn't really think it was going to look like, right? And so the next thing is he says, ask, and then he says, seek. And then I love, he says, and to him who keeps on knocking the door will be open. I want you to think about how when you go up to somebody's house and you're about to knock on the door. Have you ever gone to a house that you've never been to before and you're a little bit nervous about knocking on the door? I know for us, we love Airbnb. It's one of our favorite things and we do um, the rentals where you rent a house in a different city. So you're already in a city that you don't know, that you're not familiar with. And now you're in a neighborhood that you've never been to, right? And you're walking up to the door and there's a lot of anticipation like, I hope I'm at the right place. I hope I'm where I'm supposed to be. And I always, whenever I do that, I have the confirmation on my phone, the email from when I booked the Airbnb. And I'm looking at that, letting me know that I am at the right house. I am at the right place. I want you to think about this on knock. See, I love in Matthew 16, 19, uh, Jesus is talking and he says, whatsoever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. And whatsoever you loose on earth is loose in heaven. He says, I give to you the keys of the kingdom them. And so the keys of the kingdom means this. The keys represent authority. They represent access. They represent ownership and they represent authorization. See, I want you to see that that house is a symbol of whatever you're praying for. So maybe you're praying for healing. God's given you the key to healing. Maybe you're believing for um, restoration in your marriage. God's given you restoration to your marriage. Everything that you're asking for, Jesus has given you the key. And the same way that I look at my phone as the confirmation that I'm at the right place, that I showed up at the right house, God's word in his scriptures, the words found in these pages are verification to you that you can show up and you have access, you have authority, you have ownership, and you have authorization to everything that God has promised you. And so you can walk up to that door boldly, persistently, come on, believing that God is going to open the door for you on the other side. The enemy has to surrender what is rightfully yours. You know, if you find yourself in a season of just not knowing how to pray, I'll tell you that you're in good company. In fact, the disciples in Luke chapter 11, they came up to Jesus and they said, Lord, teach us how to pray. Now I want you to think about this. If prayer was just speaking, Jesus would have just said, oh, you can just talk, just say whatever you want. 
but he knew that this was going to be something difficult for them. And so Luke 11, and then for the next three chapters, Jesus goes into a teaching that is all based off the disciples' one question. And a lot of times we separate those three chapters into three separate things, but it's one whole cohesive talk that he was giving them on the principles and the answers of how they can get powerful prayer life. So for you, maybe you're still searching and I know that this probably didn't answer all your questions, but I hope it challenges you to ask, seek, and to knock. But I want to challenge you, go into God's Word. Start reading Luke 11 where the disciples asked that question and read on for three chapters. And I want you just to see what God begins to reveal in your life. But I promise you this, as you begin to ask bold prayers, begin to demand from the enemy to give up what's yours. As you begin to seek it out, begin to look with a excited anticipation and as you begin to knock you show up in persistence for what God's promised you and that I know this that it won't be long and what you've been asking for will eventually show up in your life hey I hope this podcast encouraged you um, wherever you're at I'm just believing that God is going to speak to you like never before hey I'm celebrating three years on my YouTube channel you know I'm just about a year in here on my podcast uh, but my YouTube channel has been going for three years and I I'm so excited about all that God has done over the last three years. And to celebrate that, um, I just released a new shirt and it's super cute. It says, right girl, right place, right time. And those are going to be available um, through the people who are subscribed to my email list and also will be available on my website um, over the next few weeks. So I'd love for you to jump over and grab one of those shirts. You know, I make absolutely nothing off of this podcast. And the one way that you can give back and help support me and to be able to continue to do this is just by getting a shirt, you know, sharing it with your friends and family, always like sharing this podcast, um, being subscribed, leaving a review. Those things are all great things, but I would love for you to celebrate um, my three-year YouTube anniversary um, with just getting one of those shirts. I'd love to see so many of us wearing it as we confidently declare that we are God's right girl at the right place at the right time. So, hey, thanks so much for listening.